Hello, goddesses. Welcome to the Laugh Out Loud podcast. Tracy King, life midwife here. And joining me today, of course, are your co-hosts, Patty Cleaver and Karima Morgan. Now look, even though we are all out here spreading our black girl magic, we are not necessarily feeling black girl love, now are we? Today's topic, what's your next best move, black woman? Do you have an answer to that question, goddess? I'm not sure if we do either, but come on in anyway. Let's talk about it. I sent you guys an article entitled, What Livability Looks Like for Black Women. And I thought it was very interesting. They looked at major metropolitan areas in various cities across the United States. And they had to have at least 100,000 Black women or more in order for them to be included in it. And what they looked at was health, education, economics, and then which areas were best for Black women. What was your first take on it? Like when you read it, what was your first reaction? My, initially, I wasn't surprised by anything I saw, the, how they ranked the cities and, and what they broke down. I actually read an article very similar to that a while back, but it actually placed um, Black professionals. So it said, it said, well, what's the best place to live for young Black professionals? And it, it literally looks exactly the same, just like what you have there. Mm-hmm. Like the D.C. was at the top and Pittsburgh, Cleveland was at the bottom. And so it literally mimicked that. So that part wasn't a surprise. And then actually living in Cleveland, I'm in Cleveland, y'all. I feel it. I feel mm-hmm. it. You feel that. Um, it's not a good place to grow professionally for a black woman. I'm not saying that you can't, but I don't see the resources like I would like to see. You know, I feel like I'm constantly reinventing the wheel because I have no basis to go on. Right. So everything I have to learn from scratch. Okay. And we have a colleague who is initially from Chicago and, you know, like she did some of her residency type stuff in other states. And um, one of the things that she said that always sticks in my head is like, when you work in Cleveland, it's like, you work hard, like it's real hard work. And you could go to any other city, to any other place, and it's not the same. And when I was reading this article, that's what came to mind for me is like, damn, you know, we still scraping and scrounging and gotta, you know, try to force things to get them to work. So yeah, I agree with that about Cleveland, unfortunately. Um, so one of the things that I wrote down is that um, no city is doing complete justice to black women's lives. And some of the statistics in the article talk about um, the median annual earnings of women, black women declined by 5% between 2004 and 2014, despite that more black women had a bachelor's degree and um, and the earning was roughly 61 cents for every dollar made by white men. So basically what it's saying is it doesn't matter if you go to school, 
It doesn't matter if you are more educated or understand the workforce or it, what really matters is the color of your skin and your gender. So if you fall into this category, you're basically, you're not going to um, excel in certain cities. Mm -hmm. That's what I took out of it. And that, and that statement that no city is doing complete justice to black women, that bothers me. Yeah. That hurts my soul, actually. Yeah, you're not alone with that one. DC ranks at the top of the list, except in the area of health. What do you think about that statement? Like, is does that feel true? Or, so you got more, it's not even just more um, sick people, but like the um, disparity with, and oh God, I hate to go down this road because y'all know how irritated I am with the whole maternal child community, but in dealing with um, infant and maternal mortality. That is, uh, that's just proven to be higher there. At least I think that's what I read. Yeah, I think I saw that, the, in that. Yeah, that, the health that, that um, suffers there. Mm -hmm. And it could be contributed to a, a lot of things. It mentioned that you know, by being an area with concentrated government contracts and government employees, you have a lot of government employed there. So that just makes me think of the hustle and bustle and just the things that go on there that um, do you have time to go to the doctor? Are you, you being seen like you're supposed to be seen? Are you seeing your practitioner um, for wellness visits as opposed to when you just stressed out and sick? Mm -hmm. And so I so, could see it in the city. I coincide that with a couple thoughts um working for a government could be stressful right mm -hmm. um depending on who your manager is um how you're a lot of people work in government jobs and they do just what they you know just the minimum right uh, you know i'm gonna punch in i'm gonna sit at my desk and i'm gonna leave at four o'clock but i think that if i had as an african-american woman i know for me when i i'm like i feel like i'm stuck in middle management like i want to excel up here but I can't get from the place that I do really well at, which is coordinating all these different things, to that next step. It can be stressful working for the government. Basically, you're in a government position, your expectations are this, you know, you got 50 other people over here doing this, this is what you need to do. And I think we put pressure on ourselves. So then you got more cortisol in your system. We were probably born with more cortisol in our system. So more stress-related illnesses, and I do agree with you, Karima. Less time to go to the doctor. Um, less um, doctors speaking to us saying, hey, I'm here for the Black community. You know, this is a, an African-American Women's Health Center. You know, come here, get treated, see somebody. Putting all of those resources in one house so we don't have to go to 50 different doors, you know, because we don't have time. Because right. most Black women are trying to balance the family, the job, you know, their own health lifestyle everything right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and we we were taught to put ourselves last and so that happened right. so you'll make sure the kids get to where they need to be to the doctor whatever and the significant other you're kind of supportive for that no matter what and then when there's something left now you look for yourself and so i think that's that has a lot to do with it too especially especially with black women mm -hmm. it's always i remember my grandmother would always she was always the last one getting the plate. 
And in her mind, she just says, well, I need to make sure everybody eats. And that was instilled into her back when. So it was always like that until when she got older and then we were fixing her plate. But even when I had a young family, it's like, okay, I got to make sure the kids eat and I just have whatever. And so that goes to, I think that says a lot towards them, what we're doing and how we're trying to manage our health, especially in places like that. I don't think it's a priority. So I can see how it will fall by the wayside. Right. Yeah. And, and then when we are head of household, you know, and we're trying to multitask and do all of these things, we, we take on that whole um, do whatever you need to do to make it work. And unfortunately, we do always end up, you know, being at the bottom of that or not on the list. We talked about that before. We ain't even on the list. Not even, didn't even make the list. Right. <laughs> and it's so crazy. And for me, like the whole idea of hustling, like people always admired that about me. And I'm like, that was the dumbest thing I ever did. What are you talking about? Like, so uh, working multiple jobs, trying to make ends meet, trying to maintain my family, trying to do a little something for myself out um, and working all of those jobs at any one time. Yes, it, it afforded me the lifestyle that I thought I wanted at the time, but it also contributed to my stressors. Um, the overeating, being overweight, the whole just, it contributed to my craziness. <laughs> I don't take away from that, but it's not something that I recommend. And so I think like we get in our minds like, yeah, I'm a hustler, hustle hard, you know? And, and so you see all these different sayings and people wearing on their shirts and shit. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's the best thing for us. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, how are you liking the podcast so far? We are loving it. And can I just tell you, it's a lot easier to do than I thought it would ever be. First of all, with Anchor, it's free. They have their own creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer, which I love. And yes, I do use both. They even distribute the podcast on various platforms. I mean, we are now on Spotify, Apple, Pandora, and many more. And did I tell you that you can make money from your podcast too? Mm-hmm, you can, and with minimum listenership. Doesn't that sound like everything you need to make a podcast? And it's all in one place. Isn't that so cool? So what are you waiting for? All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Girl, have you been listening to the Laugh Out Loud podcast? We are having a ball. We are talking about everything. We finished our first season and it was a blast and now we're going into our second season and we're talking about everything about the V and sex and you and me and all of that good stuff so you need to join us and come and get together we need listener support we're looking forward to having you follow us on anchor 
and all our other podcast outlets. We need to get it together, girls. Come and follow us at Laugh Out Loud, Life After 50. We love you. Can't wait to see you follow. If you are enjoying the Laugh Out Loud podcast as much as we are enjoying creating it, then consider becoming a supporter. You can do so by going over to anchor.fm backslash laugh out loud backslash support. Your donation will help sustain future episodes, expand our platform, and reach our tribe. So come on, show your love. Again, that's anchor.fm backslash laugh out loud backslash support. Or just click the link in the description. We love you. And thank you. You all right, Patty? Your face, was, your face just getting more and more scrunched as you sit in there. And I'm like, okay, release that tension. Like, we got to do those tapping things. Right. Oh yeah. I like tapping. I like tapping. Really, it's really disheartening, like what Patty was mentioning. Yes. Like if you get a degree, you get all these things, especially black women, you get all this to do all that, and it's still you're still not making the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. You're still not you're still not equal in any way, but you're working just as hard. So that's discouraging. It's not harder. It's yeah, not harder. Probably harder. Mm-hmm. And that's discouraging too. So then you start to think like, well, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah, I think too, another thing that we don't take into consideration with the black health is epigenetics. So we are already starting out with a lo- at a loss, right? right? Just being a descendant of a slave puts me at a loss, right? right? You know, and then I get into this competitive workforce. And the other part about it too is it's really expensive to live in this area. So you're right about that multiple jobs and trying to manage multiple things. You know, that doesn't help. And I was sitting here when you were talking and I was thinking, damn, what does make sense? Because for me, I can't like, I'm not there yet where I can just be like completely on early retirement. So what is, you know, like, okay, first of all, I got to figure out what's the best livable city to be in. It looks like, you know, I'm not too far from, you know, like I can end up with a government job in DC or something like that. But then does that really help me if I don't have, the internal fortitude to rise up against some of these issues, right. you know, despite the growth in a number of companies owned by black women, the gap between the average revenues for those businesses and the average revenues for all women owned businesses is $24,700 mm-hmm. to $143,400, the largest gap of any race. Yeah. It's unnerving even just just looking at that. Mm-hmm. So my question is, do you, how do you respond to that? How do you move forward from that? Is it something that impacts you personally that you say that you can do or, or won't do? Or is it just looking at the general picture? Just we as Black women, this is one more obstacle that has to be done. I like a lot of the advocacy things that I'm seeing, like individual advocacy, like people really like stepping outside of the box and doing creative things for themselves. 
there's a lot more African-American accomplishment being seen, you know, and I don't know how much of stuff is true on social media, but it looks like we're stepping into areas that maybe at, uh, 10 or 20 years ago, we weren't stepping into. But I think the other part of it is, yeah, as an individual, how do I become a force to be reckoned with in some of these areas? Like, what do I do? Right. Some of this stuff is rooted in policy. A lot of policymakers may not be African-American, like state level policy, federal level policy, you know, as far as wage earning um, for black women. And some of these things can be addressed at a policy level and then you can promote for change. Okay, that was weird, but okay. <laughs> No, it's not it's weird. Not because that's the only, I mean, like it needs to not, be written down. No, no, not, not what you're saying is weird. Not what you're saying. It's not like Max, who said Max Hedrum? What was that used to come on TV? It was oh. just the head. That's what she said. Oh, something happened. Robotic. Something happened. Yeah, you were robotic for a minute. I'm just wondering, too, if I didn't read the article and didn't know that. Right. How do you maintain, you know, how do you say, okay, this is me. This is where I'm at. What do I need to do? Or do I, do I need to look for stuff like that out there and let that push me in one direction or the other? So I think on a personal level, that doesn't matter to me because I am who I am and I'm going to push how I push to mm -hmm. work and you know to, to kind of take care of myself but in looking at it for black women overall i'm trying to get myself to the pre-article mind but <laughs> right um, um looking at it from that perspective is still it's just a disheartening thing for me to look up and to try to pull my sisters with me like it in and of itself can sometimes be a struggle. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, I can't want more for you than you want for you. Mm -hmm. So then I think that takes it to an individual level where um, I think more conversations have to be had. I think more um, support and openness has to be had. I think we have to step back and out of the mindset of competition and more on collaboration and support for one another. Mm -hmm. And I think that for just us in general, as well as in business, whether we're starting our own businesses or what have you, I think there should be more support out there. Yeah. Uh, because we don't know, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I think you just don't know what you don't know. And knowledge is power. And that's what I was it saying is. about it. I really, I love that saying that knowledge is power. So, pre-article, I'm doing whatever, this kind of opens my eyes and say, you know, not everybody is in the same situation that you're in. Not everybody has had the same leg up. Not everybody has the same path to go. And so mm -hmm. I think that really opens eyes to that. That's all I was saying. I, I was at work and um, I have uh, a person who works closely to me who, um, who was hired before I got there and I had to adjust my schedule in order for this person to uh, come on to the team because there was some miscommunication before, before I got hired or she got hired. And so initially there was like this competitiveness that was happening and um, 
I just said, listen, how about we help each other? How about, I don't, you know, we can interview for the same jobs. We can, you know, and it finally came out one day that, you know, she finally said, oh, I'm hoping to be the executive director of a company, you know, and, and maybe she was looking at our job as that, as our company as having one of those options. But underneath that conversation hadn't happened, right? It was just like, I could feel it and I could feel the competitive nature. And I said, you know, we can both grow here. Like there, there doesn't need to be competition. Let's move the chess pieces around and make them work for us. That's what other people have been doing all along. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you it was such like it, you can feel it, right? Mm -hmm. You can feel it because the competitiveness was making me want to do stuff that I didn't even know if I really wanted to do. Right. <laughs> you know, it was just like, fuck it. I got to win. I got to win. I got to win, win, win. You know what I mean? That mentality, right? And I was like, oh, I'm over this. Like, let's just have this conversation. I was like, I wish you the best. My heart is this pure that if you get a job that I go after, I'm going to shake your hand. And vice versa. And oh, maybe it might sting a little bit, yeah, because I've been in this for a minute, right. you know. But I, obviously, somebody sees you as the stronger candidate. And I'm not, okay? I'm not here to step on your neck to have my come up, right? No. But can we both come up, right? You know what I mean? Like what's for me is for me, up. and what's for you is for you. And if it's meant mm-hmm. to be, mm-hmm. you'll be there, or I'll be there. It doesn't matter. But that doesn't mean that we have to be in direct competition all the time. And I think we've been pitted against one another Mm -hmm. in the workplace, everywhere. Like, yeah. And and so that's, that's probably a barrier that we need to work at breaking down. Mm -hmm. I never felt that. Because, you know, because it is such a, um, you know, like you got to have more finances in order to survive and make it work and da 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 da. Because mm-hmm. I even, I mean, because this young lady really has a great reputation in the community. So I said, um, you know, what made you come here? Because this is almost like a startup, you know, and never really unveiling that. But it was the same reason I came, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, whatever, you know, that was fine. But now in my mind, I'm just thinking like it, how many more, let me help you grow. You know, how many more, let me help you grow conversations need to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you help me grow. I help you grow. Cause right. we all have like strengths and weaknesses, you know? Go ahead, KB, you was great. Say something. What, what are you laughing well, at? I, you know what? I'm just saying <laughs> at work, I've never... I can't say that I felt that. Maybe I have to think about it with all the million jobs I had. But I've, yeah, I've never, I've, I don't feel like anybody is my equal at work. I don't care. So it's hard, um, like in that environment for me, because I, I am one of those that come there, what do I need to do? And being a healthcare worker is, all, to me, it's always about the patient and everything else is, you know, is secondary. Mm-hmm. So I've never felt like, oh my gosh, we're going for the same thing and I have to be better, better than you. And so yeah. that's stressful 
in itself. Like I'm just really trying to come to work and make money and feed my family. But at the same time, now I got to watch you and watch my back because I don't even know what's going on. But we, we, we didn't do it that way. Um, because to me, that's a different environment and it's not, it's not that we were competing in against each, the white women were though. The white women were in competition. Who gonna get management? Who gonna do this? Who gonna do that? You know, and then they coming in trying to be the pet. I'm like, I ain't got time to be doing all of that. You ain't got a brown nose. Don't brown nose me, damn it, because you do your job or you don't. Get the fuck out of here. You know, and so I think that was like a different setting. But going into when you're in um, administration, when you're in um, like positions like Patty is in, that's when uh, you start seeing that kind of comp- competitiveness for real. No, I, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like it was, it's, I can't imagine you actually coming to that realization that then like, Hey, look, like that had to take everything for you to be able to do that. And right. I was saying that to say, like, I can't even imagine being at work and that's the issue. And now how they're looking at everybody, me personally, like that would be so stressful to me. It would have me reevaluating a whole lot. Yeah. Because it, it just, it, it, it just it seems stressful. stressful. It just seemed stressful. I didn't feel that level of stress until I actually stepped in administration with ITT. And it wasn't that somebody else was in my immediate vicinity um, as being pitted as competitors, but it was each of the nursing chairs at right. the schools and levels. I was like, right. why are we not working together why? to do A, B, C, and D? And everybody's in competition for this. And we all in competition and we all fighting for the same stuff. Why can't we just collaborate? do the same stuff like it was crazy and, it's and, and, and i hated it. i hated that i was like oh my god i i remember setting up um we had these little automated mannequins and they did all kind of stuff and it gave birth and did all this stuff but nobody really knew how to use it and so i contacted the company because i was like i'm new here i need to know what's going on da, 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 da. and he was like oh we can send somebody out we can do a training so i invited everybody to our facility to just have it, and you would have thought, I, I, it was just crazy. <laughs> you would have thought that I was like, I just felt like a unicorn there. <laughs> because it was like, oh, we doing this together, we doing something together, and they, it was always about the competition. So I think that's a struggle for us. Um, If you are enjoying the Laugh Out Loud podcast as much as we are enjoying creating it, then consider becoming a supporter. You can do so by going over to anchor.fm backslash laugh out loud backslash support. Your donation will help sustain future episodes, expand our platform, and reach our tribe. So come on, show your love. Again, that's anchor.fm backslash laugh out loud backslash support. Or just click the link in the description. We love you and thank you. All right, so we put competitiveness on the table, taking that out of the, um, mm-hmm. like taking that down. I want to take that down with a vengeance. Like y'all just don't even know. <laughs> collab and not compete collab and not right everything is about the collab for real like uh 
it just is it just is and there's so much that we can do whether we're at the same in the same company like just like you both of y'all moved to dc from a different um part of that company well if they grow there might be a position at another facility and then both of y'all could be in that same position so it's just like uh -huh. you know uh -huh. it, we don't have to really compete like that Let's uh -huh. keep, you know doing this part so uh -huh. i love taking taking the competition out of it that's a lot stress less uh -huh. stressful for everybody involved right. um and then uh, mentoring, I think mentorship is very important and just uh, being supportive of one another. I think that's also important. Um, I think one of the things that breaks my heart the most is that people don't see value in themselves. And so they don't care to do anything um, in any of these uh, areas that we're talking about um, health wise, economically, like just none of it they don't care to you know so how do you get around like helping people to change their mindset and to change their outlook i think they don't see you know like with the law of attraction and all these different things that we talk about we talk about like seeing the end result as if it is already going on but you have to be if when you don't see an end result and you think that your day to day is just the same old, same old day in and day out, why should you care? Mm -hmm. And what would make people want to do something else? Now that piece. I, I think exposure know. has a lot to do with it too. If you haven't seen anything, yeah. I mean, you, and internet is there, so you can look at a lot of stuff, but if you have never been anywhere or never seen anything outside your tiny community mm -hmm. then a lot of times it does it's not even a reality to you yeah it's not even a reality to you so i think when they have I, my daughter was in a program when she was away at school um i think it's the national association of black engineers mm -hmm. and when i tell you they took this group of i won't say kids but college students everywhere they went everywhere and so i was excited to see her reaction to be able to go places like, oh my God, we're in Tennessee. Oh my God, we're going to LA. Oh my God, we're going here. And I was just like, wow, like you need to see that stuff. And she was sending the little pictures back of like the hotels. And she'd be like, it's weird. We're to the, we went to Chicago. And when I tell you this Macy's was like 90 stories tall and you had all these floors, like she was just so excited. And so to see that and to know that you're being exposed to other things, it gives you either ambition or something to look at or to know something else is out there. Yeah. And I think that's what we fall short a lot of times in my own community. We don't, we're not able to get out and get to places or see places. And I think just having that exposure kind of sparks things in people. And so that's why even when I was talking about, oh, we're going to do the um, Black Owned Business Tour. Like, I'm so on that. Like, we need to go different yeah. places and just see what it's like to be someplace. Because I kid you not, even when I go on vacation and stuff and you get out and, and just the environment in another city, it feels totally different. It just, you know, you're not at home. You know, it's something different. And so you're excited about the new things that you see. And there's nothing like that. So I really do feel sorry for people who, who can't get out or get around and see things. Mm -hmm. But I think as parents, like it's our responsibility. Even if you stay, like I live in Cleveland, 
We stay here our whole lives. I think it's still my responsibility to expose my children to other areas, yeah. other places. Yeah, I agree. And as you were talking, that's exactly what I was thinking about your business tour. Because mm -hmm. I, I was like, man, like that, that needs to happen. The mm -hmm. other thing um, I think that we don't look at is asking. We don't ask. We don't ask questions. Um, we don't ask for help. Um, and we just take it as it comes. So I think that that's mm -hmm. a difficult space to be in. Mm -hmm. So um, getting out of our own way, I think, is can uh, be part of the resolution. And I think that, like these are like grassroots ideas that we're talking about. Um, but Pat, Pat, Patty, I love that you brought up um, policy because policies definitely need to be changed. Um, that's 61 cents on a dollar we hustle for. And it's like, uh, damn, I can't get a full dollar for real. Like that's, that was, I don't know. That made me mad actually. But you're right. Policy is the things have to be changed. Even in the organizations I belong to, you always hear about, you know, policy. We have to work on the policy because until it's put in writing and made official, mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like from the government. I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, the cities that were talked about in this article are talking about this article as much as we are and having the stunt in their thinking that we are because just, the, you know, like, okay, I know that there needs to be something done. I'm not sure what that is, what that needs to be, but at least you're like, okay, we're out here. We, you know, somebody just took our sweater off in the middle of the public and we need to, you know, really address <laughs> what's being said right. as a city, as a county, as a nation, you know, and I do think, so there's state policy, you know, there's county government there, you know, we need to look at that from that perspective, like really intentionally be about changing what's happening with our culture. Yeah. Nope. I really like I really like that you mentioned mentoring because I although I've, I've done that before and I've always liked that I don't always make time for that so I really think it's important to make time for mentoring you know be it if it, it's someone that wants to go into your career or not just the fact of them seeing a black female professional mm -hmm. period like gives them a whole insight. And I know I was going through that with my son when he was growing up. I was like, he needs to see a young black male in a suit. Like you need to see that because your environment is not that. So I need you to notice that there's other things. So I think mentoring, finding a way, I don't care if it's 15 minutes a week to find some way to reach out because people are not going to always reach out to you. So I think we owe it to reach back or reach out, even if it's just those 15 minutes for someone who either needs to see what you're doing or trying to do the same things that you do, it makes a world of difference. And so I think mentoring needs to be a big part of whatever the push is. And I never really thought about that until you said it. Yeah. Okay, good. You have to find some way. But when you try, remember Tracy, when I was trying to do that, um, I was gonna speak for, 
what was that? The senior, some kind of seniors community, and the lady was doing all kind of crazy stuff, and she didn't want to give me a time. She didn't want to give me right. anything. But she wanted me to commit to that, and I was like, oh my god, like I really love to do that, and I can speak. Not a problem. We can talk, but you're not gonna have me in there crazy either because of your craziness. And so I literally had to back out of that. And she just never got back to me. She probably felt some type of way, but I'm like, yo shit not together. You're not about to bring me in. Right. And have my shit on top of your shit. And so you just, you, you looked at that. It's like, that would be a, a nice way of being able to give back or whatever. But at the same time, you're not going to stress me out. Right. While you're doing it. Right. Right. But sometimes we can't help it because we're stressed out because we're, we're the only out. one in our job and we're the only one responsible for everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. Right. Right. And you're like, damn it, was that in my job description? No, but they had the right to add it in. Who the fuck? You got the right to add in some more money too then. We need to put that in the clause because that's crazy. But yeah. even then, even when you're getting the more the additional monies, it's not it's not always worth your sanity. Time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the um, our uh, collaborating to help um, to help women in business to develop a business to expand your business to start a business. Um, I think those types of things uh, fall under all of these exposure, the mentoring, the collaboration. And um, just bringing that in and doing that for other people, I think that that is going to be a big thing for us. Um, the crazy thing is that people just have been falling into our laps anyway. Uh, and I think the majority of them are Black women. And it's just that we don't know what we didn't know. You know, we don't, we don't know how to go about starting a business. But now that we're learning... I, I am seeing a lot of people, um, black women who are turning around and, and like, okay, oh, if I did it, you can do it. You, I started this business, you can right. start a business. Let me show you, you know? And so I think that that's how those numbers, I think it just kind of, uh, the numbers for us becoming entrepreneurs over the past few years, um, I think that's why that, those numbers have escalated. And I hope to continue to see those escalate I think that, um, and like I was telling you, and I still believe whatever it is you can think about that you think you might want a business in, just start it, just do it. Because there's not enough of it in, uh, in circulation. There's not enough of us out there, no matter what you want to do. So starting businesses of our own, I think will help to offset some of this stuff. It's not about getting up and leaving either. So um, Kareem, I think that you were alluding to that a little bit earlier. I don't think that we have to get up to leave, but I do think we have to get up to do something. Mm-hmm. So That's just what I was saying. Not everybody can just get up and leave. Not everybody wants to get up and leave. So even in the article that she touched on that saying, you know, now you're, you're shaming the people to stay. And then now people, you selling out, 
you stuck no matter what you do, but you right. have to make a decision. Right. So, yeah. What do you do? I mean, and you have that information now. So what do you do with it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's it, under that part where they were talking about that. Um, black folks began arguing among themselves again instead of looking at the systems, policies, and people responsible again. You know, right? All the things we talked about that we said we have to stop. If you decide that you want to leave more power to you, can you just accept me where I am for who I am and how I am? And let's just agree. That I think that was your first business idea. We incorporated women, something, something, something. Women empowered, yeah. And that's what it is. It's like just, if we can just accept one another, and it's black people, period. Just, okay, you got all of these different people with all of these different ideals, and that's fine. We just need to accept one another's ideals and stop trying to force our own onto each other and then be like, oh, they, they stupid and I don't want to work with them. And, you know, all of these different complaints and bickering and all of that stuff really needs to stop. The competition stop. again, like you said, mm -hmm. competition. As so I think like it, there's a, a, a lot of things that play into that, though. And so it goes back to like to the epigenetics right just that trauma response right mm -hmm. if i'm already operating from that place my response is going to be us against them or you know that kind of mentality you know because i'm already operating from this deficit of information and more cortisol than i need you know what I mean? All of these things are in my system and running amok. So when it comes to me collaborating with you, those things are running around in my head. Right. You know? So I think it's a, a combination of things that we could benefit from as black women, you know, culturally. It's like the therapy, working together, working together with therapy, working together with policy, working together with this, you know, all of these different things from a global perspective to a more intimate perspective mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think that's the piece that you were talking about when you started talking about my idea about um we inc and it was based on um a tier system whereas there were three main tiers and the first tier is um health so your physical health but also your mental health fell under that the second tier was kind of like, um, I called them enhancements. So anything that would enhance your health, anything that would enhance your life, whatever. So whether it was um, doing like exercising or like teaching nutrition, um, that was mainly like the educational components that fit into there. And then uh, the third tier was like advancement. So, okay, so what do I need to do to ultimately get to where I want to be? And what are those advanced services going to look like? So um, career development and placement, do I go to college? Um, what is, you know, mapping out a plan for your life, basically. And I think that if we can find a way to, I still believe in that model where if everything is taken care of, or if we, and we do it out of one building, like, in my mind, I saw uh, 
healthcare facility on one level, a daycare, childcare facility 24 seven on another level. And then the other level is all the other services. Um, and I think that something like that could really work. You need the time, you need the people, you need investors, um, and people need to value black women and what black women actually offer society. And we offer so much more than what is reflected back to us. So, um, yeah, I still would like to see something like that. I'll work my way back around, but I have to, um, I still believe, I'm believing now that self-love has to be that, the core. No, it is, it's foundational. Gotta because be. only in that place am I able to even reach out to that next person. Only in that place have I kind of put my cortisol to rest, so to speak. You know, I got enough coping skills that it's not at the front. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So. Mm -hmm. Yes, but there are things that we can do, so we can figure out what's within our control and work from there. Mm -hmm. That's the thing, like, it was such a heavy topic that it was almost like paralyzing, like, fuck. <laughs> because <laughs> 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 I'm like we usually I think we should hit this topic one more time I think today was the education version and then you know now we need to hit it one more time where we're uh -huh. like fully dialoguing and we were traumatized by the trauma <laughs> <laughs> right though you just like man all of us kind of went down I feel, I feel like I went from sitting upright to being slumped over yeah, like like, right 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 but you're right because it's like oh we doing something and I'm doing this or whatever and then you be dark like you ain't doing shit Right. <laughs> Look at what's going on with the in general. You're like, man, yeah. So right. it, it does kind of make you. It opens your eyes, yeah. and you're like, wow, I didn't, might not have looked at it from all of those perspectives. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. Ooh. Right. You changing my life slowly but surely. <laughs> I hate this podcast. <laughs> you're always making me think about shit. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Like I gotta think. It's Friday. I gotta think today. Right. Man. All right, y'all. That's a wrap. Whew. We didn't expect to have an all-out battle today, but that's what it felt like. Anyway, we are determined to win the war. But that has to start with us, I think, as individuals, right? Understanding who we are, loving ourselves and then others, and navigating our own life's journey so that it flows the way we want it to flow, you know? And so for that reason, amongst others, you need to stop playing. Stop playing and sign up for the Back to Life experience. It's virtual and it's necessary for your journey, goddess. So go over to rerc.me backslash rebirthme and sign up right now. Don't wait, because if you do, it's just going to keep you one step further away from your goal of becoming and living as the ultimate goddess of your life. So that 
that piece right there, go over and do that piece for yourself. Do for you first. Then please do me a favor. Make sure you show the Laugh Out Loud podcast some love. Subscribe, share, rate the podcast. We own numerous podcast outlets now. So if we're not on your favorite one, please feel free to reach out. Let us know so we can add that one right in too. And let us know if you have any questions or comments about anything we've talked about. We'd love to hear from you. So for any and all correspondence, please send it to questions at laughwithus.com. That's L-A-F with us dot com. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today, goddess. Until next time, continue to spread your black girl magic. The world needs it, whether they know it or not, don't even matter. But you remember that this is your life to live. So live it out loud and on purpose. From the ladies here at the Laugh Out Loud podcast, much love to you now and always. Keep laughing. Mwah.